Welcome to the Learning Scientist Podcast, a podcast for teachers, students, and parents about evidence-based practice and learning. This podcast is funded by the Chartered College of Teaching and listeners like you. To support our work and to gain access to exclusive content, check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash learning scientists. Hello, my name is Jana Weinstein and I'm an assistant professor at the University of Massachusetts Lowell and an honorary research associate at the University College London Institute of Education. In our last episode, I interviewed Alexander Chemisian, an MD-PhD student who's been consistently utilizing evidence-based learning strategies. I wanted to follow up with a bite-sized research episode on an applied study that implemented retrieval practice with complex physiology information. The study I'll be talking about was published in the journal Medical Education actually just this year. The authors of the study are John Dobson, Tracy Linderholm, and Jose Perez, and they work at a Department of Health and Kinesiology. These authors were interested in whether students taking an exercise physiology class could use retrieval practice not just for facts, but also to improve their performance on a task that required them to critically analyze scientific journal articles. There's a bit of a debate in the literature as to whether retrieval practice is limited with respect to the type of information that it can help reinforce. So on one side, there are people like me and Jeff Karpicki, who believe that there is sufficient evidence that retrieval practice does help the learning of a wide variety of materials, such as you know, basic facts, but also what we might call more complex materials, so materials that require synthesis and analysis. And generally, these tend to be cognitive psychologists on sort of this side of the argument. And then on the other side, perhaps people who might identify as educational psychologists, such as John Sweller, believe that the benefits of retrieval practice are more limited to fact-based simple knowledge. And in the show notes, I'll link to a special issue of a journal where there's a back and forth between those researchers citing different evidence to indicate um, whether they believe that retrieval practice can help with more complex materials or cannot. But the paper I'm talking about today, just to preview the results, lands on the side of confirming that retrieval practice can indeed help with more complex learning. So in this experiment, students learned and were tested on the subject of acclimatization to a high altitude or what's called a hypoxic environment. So this is a topic that they hadn't yet covered in their classes. These were students in various medical fields taking an exercise physiology class. They took part in the experiment in three separate class meetings over the course of about a week. So in the first class, the students studied three short background texts to give them some knowledge of the topic. And then in the next class, they learned two research articles. So these actual journal articles. And then finally, in the third class, they took an assessment. The assessment included two parts. There was a critique of the journal articles that they learned in the second class. And then that was followed by a recall of the background texts that they had learned in the first class. So this is a bit complicated and very hard to hold in working memory. So you might want to refer to the show notes where I have a table summarizing these different classes, what was done in each one. But the main takeaway point here is that students were trying to learn two types of information, background knowledge, facts about a particular scientific concept, and then the nuances of methods, 
and research findings and arguments from two journal articles. The manipulation actually was the method by which students studied these texts, the background texts, and the journal articles. So students either read each one four times or they read and then retrieved it twice. These conditions were crossed for the two types of material. So in the end, there were four different conditions. One in which students just read both the factual text and the journal articles. One in which they practice retrieval on both of those materials. And then one condition where they practiced retrieval on factual texts and just read the journal articles. And then finally, in the last condition, it was the opposite. They read the factual texts and practiced retrieval on journal articles. And again, there's another table in the show notes that describes those conditions as well, if you want to refer to that. So the order of the phases was always the same. On day one, there was the learning of background facts. In the next class, learning journal articles. And then in the last class, there was a test. And the test began with a critique of the journal articles. So in this test, students were asked to compare the articles, indicate points of agreement, disagreement, describe results from each article, and then even offer their own opinion as to which viewpoint they agreed with and what unanswered questions remained, what further research was needed. So clearly this was a high level analysis requiring students to do much more than just retrieving verbatim facts. After that critical analysis, students were given cues relating to facts that were found in the background text that they studied on day one, and they had to retrieve those facts or the facts that are associated with those specific cues that they were given. So for example, their cue might have been hypoxia, and then one of the correct answers that students had to write down was that this reduces endurance performance. So this was just a background fact from the text that they read in the first class. The researchers were first of all interested in whether retrieval practice of each type of material increased performance on the relevant test. So for instance, if retrieval practice um, was going to help with the facts in the text that were studied in the first class, then you would see an increase in performance there relative to just reading those texts and then if retrieval practice also helped with uh, more higher order learning, you would see better performance on the critique test when students practice retrieval on the journal articles. So if retrieval practice is only useful for facts, we would expect to only see a retrieval practice advantage on the factual text assessment and not on the critique of the articles. But then the authors were also interested in whether retrieval practice of the background text might actually help performance in the critiquing exercise of the journal articles. So it's a fairly complex study. What the authors actually found was a very clear retrieval practice effect for the specific material studied. So when students practice retrieval of background text, they perform significantly better on the background text test. So on the factual test, than when they just had read the texts. And then when students practice retrieval of journal articles, they perform better on the journal article critique. So whichever material they practice retrieval on, whether it was one or both, that's the one that they did better on relative to when they read the same information. It's important to note though that the retrieval practice task for the journal articles was simply to try to recall the information in the articles. They didn't practice 
doing the critique. And this is important because the practice wasn't matched to the test in this case, yet it still helped students perform better on the test. And presumably this is because the students developed a more solid understanding or uh, you know, conceptual map of the articles from which to draw upon to answer the critiquing questions. But the other question that the authors had was whether there'd be any carryover from practicing retrieval of background texts to performance on the journal article critique test and there wasn't any so just practicing retrieval on the background factual texts didn't improve performance on the critique of the journal articles so the only thing that helped critique of the journal articles was practicing retrieval of those journal articles so the way that scientific articles are written you're supposed to be able to pick it up and read it and understand it without necessarily having too much background knowledge there was no carryover from practicing retrieval of background text to performance on the journal article critique. This might be because the background knowledge from those texts wasn't actually necessary in order to understand and critique the journal articles. So only when students re practiced retrieval of journal articles did that improve their critiquing of those articles. When they practiced retrieval on background text, that didn't have an impact on critique of the journal articles. The authors of this paper conclude that retrieval practice should be encouraged as a strategy for students in medical health and exercise science fields, even when the students are preparing for assessments that require critique and evaluation. Thank you for listening. This podcast is funded by the Chartered College of Teaching and listeners like you. To support our work and to gain access to exclusive content, check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash learning scientists.